Hey, what's good? This is Antonio Neves, and this is episode 120 of the Antonio Neves Show. I'm so glad you're here because we have a ridiculously incredible episode of the Antonio Neves Show today. We are being joined by the one, the only Ben Newman. You've heard Ben Newman on this podcast before, but not like today. This is really profound what he shares. If you don't know, Ben Newman is one of the top performance coaches in the world. He works with some of the most elite, exceptional, professional, and collegiate athletes in the world. He is the performance coach for programs like the University of Alabama football, who have earned two national championships while he has worked with them. He works with Michigan State University football. He worked with Kansas State University football. There are so many amazing athletes and professionals he works with. If you knew their names, you would be absolutely blown away. And the reason why this is such a special episode is because Coming up, that begins on August 2nd, Ben is hosting the Mental Toughness Forum. The Mental Toughness Forum, where he is bringing together a ridiculous amount of names to talk about the importance of mental toughness. Some of those names include people like Antonio Neves, John Gordon, Jim Rome, Shantae Lowe, Ed Milette, we got Will Compton, we have Rebecca Gregory, Dr. Amber Selking, we have Ray Lewis, uh, Olympian Justin Gatlin, MSU basketball coach Tom Izzo, Tim Grover, who worked directly with Michael Jordan, and a host of so many other names. You want to head on over to mentaltoughnessforum.com to sign up for free. Once again, mentaltoughnessforum.com. That link is in the show notes. Before we get to this episode with Ben, um, I want to let you know this episode is brought to you by the Decision Maker Career Coaching System. If you have a decision to make in your career, whether you need to quit your job, apply for a new job, go back to school, renegotiate, change industries, maybe even start your own business or side hustle, guess what? In less than 20 minutes with Master Coach Designed Questions, you will have your answer. This this system is getting so many ridiculous, amazing results for professionals. So if you're at that place where you feel stuck, you're figuring things out in your career, and you don't know what to do next, head on over to makeadecision.today. Makeadecision.today. That link is also in the show notes. Okay, but without further ado, let's get into this powerful episode with performance coach and the author of Uncommon Leadership, my friend, Ben Newman. Ben Newman, welcome back to the Antonio Nev Show, man. Tony, my guy, it is always good to spend time with you, man. It just We hit just a different level of energy when we connect. I, I love it. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, man, we were just talking before this, and I, you know, I'm always empowered when, when we talk, and uh, it fuels me each and every time. You know, for full disclosure, for folks watching or listening to this right now, I'm fortunate every single month to get to work 
directly with Ben and it has paid multiple dividends over the course of my personal life, but also my business life. I think people forget about the personal side of things. We just think business. So I, first and foremost, man, just, just gratitude for you, for, for you and all the work that you do and how, how you've inspired me and my work, man. Well, you're, you are always there for me. This is definitely, no matter what you say, this is your show, so you can say whatever you want. It is a uh, iron sharpens iron, you know, relationship. And there's so many things that you help me with. And, you know, we're fighting the same fight. We're working with athletes. We're working with business professionals. We're doing these things where it's great to have a friend like you that I can bounce, bounce things off of when I need a different perspective. So I appreciate you. Yeah, let's get into it. We're, you know, we're talking about mental toughness. And of course, as people heard in the intro, you know, you've been doing this work for a long time and you work with a lot of amazing uh, collegiate and professional sports team. You know, we can talk about Alabama football. We can talk about Michigan State football. We can talk about Kansas State football. Uh, I would be here for a really long time if I talked about all the individual <laughs> athletes that you work with and organizations across the country as well. But just for uh, the folks who have heard the term mental toughness, but they don't know how to define it. How do you look at those two words, mental toughness? Well, for me, you know, mental toughness, and first and foremost, you know this about me, I, I am an emotional dude, so I cry on a whim, it's just the way that I am, and so I think people know that about me, and that's what I, I hope people recognize in messaging when I have the opportunity to spend time with a team or an organization, is that mental toughness isn't always packaged in muscles and push-ups, right? Mental toughness can be packaged in just being real, you know, having a real relationship with a coach, a mentor, somebody who helps you realize, like, when I'm knocked down, I just need your support to get me up off that mat of life. And to me, that's what mental toughness is. So it comes in different packages, different sizes. But at the end of the day, I think it's unfortunate that the connotation of mental toughness always winds up in, you know, this dude with muscles on a sideline screaming and yelling. And to me, that's so far from what mental toughness is. Because I believe that we all have to have mental toughness to achieve success as we write our stories. Yeah, well, I think that something that's important about mental toughness and something you talk about a lot. I mean, just check out, we have links to all of Ben's social channels on there. And, and I challenge you not to watch something on Instagram with Ben or one of his episodes, The Burn, and not just be fired up <clears throat> afterwards. But for me, mental toughness, I think about the word consistency. I think about the word discipline. I think about the words grit and resilience. And so what makes me laugh sometimes is that there's a lot of quote unquote successful people out there. And it's funny because they talk about how important it is right now, how you have to rest and you have to recover and how important sleep is. All these things that are 100% true, but the irony I see with a lot of these folks, successful folks pushing this message is that while they were building their quote unquote empire, they weren't doing those things. Like they were, they were on the grind every single day. What would you say is unique about mental toughness and why it's important right now? So you, you ever you ever go out to dinner with a friend and all of a sudden your friend, their, their dish comes out and they taste it and they're like, Tony, man, this tastes terrible. I don't know what's going on with this. You got to take a bite of this. And you're like, <laughs> wait, wait a second, like the food tastes terrible, but you want me to take a bite? And that, to me, we're living in this world where I think there are these coaches and speakers. And look, if you guys are upset with me for, for saying this, then you know what? Go be disciplined and actually live your walk. And so to me, 
I think a lot of times they say those things when they now lack discipline because they want you to join them in that lack of discipline, just like I want Tony to taste this nasty food. Tony, I don't want you to taste the nasty food, just like I don't want to be an example of somebody who's not living a disciplined life. That doesn't mean you have to work out like Tony, you have to work out like me, you have to read as much as we do, you have to do... No, I just want everybody to do the things they say that they know they need to do to live to the standard and to have discipline and to win in their lives. So anybody who's inviting you, if you really unpack it, and your book, Stop Living on Autopilot, has some of the greatest questions I've ever read in my life. I mean, that book is just filled with amazing questions that cause you to really look at yourself and say, how am I showing up in my life? And so if anybody's asking you those questions and you think they lack the discipline, question them. Because I think if you have a coach, you know, a coach should be somebody who is an example for you. Doesn't mean you have to do what they do or they have to do what you do in your life, but they should be following through and they should have discipline if they're trying to help hold you accountable to a standard of discipline. Yeah. And you talked about it. First of all, that's funny. Like somebody smells that rotten milk and they're like, hey, come <laughs> smell this real quick. Like, come on, man. Why, why, why you want me to smell this? But I think you mentioned something important. And when you're on that on the show previously, you mentioned this about having people you work with. And could you talk a little bit about that, the importance of having people you can work with? I know you've had two coaches for a long time, correct? Oh, I still have two coaches. So one of my coaches is, is Laura Pierce. She's been my coach for over 15 years, all the way back to when I was building this business 16 years ago and a financial advisor. I had both businesses. So Laura knows my heartbeat. She knows my mindset. She knows how to push me in the right direction. She knows how to challenge me. And so just because I do this work doesn't mean that I don't have coaches. Plus, I have mentors on top of that. I'm reading books every day. And so I think it's a never finished mentality. And that is part of what I believe mental toughness is, right? It's that consistent push. It's that never finished mindset. If I ever tell you that I've figured it all out, Tony, please tell me to retire. Because I don't think that like we should ever feel like we have it figured out. And then my other coach is Drew Hanlon. I'm 43 years old. Drew Hanlon is one of the top NBA skills trainers in the world. I actually, I'm, I'm out in LA and got to watch him train Zach Levine yesterday and just spend time talking to Zach and understanding Zach's mindset and watching Drew train him. And my kids got the rebound for him. It was amazing seeing how he showed up. But even though Drew trains these NBA players, Drew's 31 years old. He challenges the heck out of me. He makes me eat my excuses. He makes me say, no, 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 Ben, how can we look at this differently? What's the different perspective? And I need people in my life like that to push me and to challenge me so that I can continue to improve and never be content. Because I, I, being content is a nasty place to live. Well, one, I didn't know Drew was that young. I didn't realize he, he was only 30. Oh, yeah, he's old. 31. I had no idea, but it's amazing. Your son got to catch balls with Zach with Levine. I remember seeing Zach. When he played for UCLA, I think he played yep. one year there as a freshman and just seeing him re-up with the Bulls showed like some heart that a lot of people probably wouldn't have to stay there in Chicago. You mentioned the word consistency. Growing can, up I actually, can, I, can I mention one thing about Zach? Because like this just blew me away. So I'm sitting there taking and this is what I do. I, I'll go and watch, you know, uh, NFL practice or watch these NBA guys train or whatever the atmosphere is. And I'm taking notes. Right. And so Drew came up to me, I think it was like the second break that they took and Zach goes over to grab some water and Drew comes over and he says, man, he says, Zach gets so locked in on doing things right that he won't let me count a rep unless it's perfect. Wow. So like if the dribble was a little bit off 
or the pull up or the fake or the fade. Like he's going to do it over again. And I think so many people, Tony, we settle for, well, the ball went in the basket and it's like, yeah, but in the game, if you would have lost the ball or lost the handle or your footing would have been off, they're going to defend you. So why would you accept that in practice? if You know, it's not going to work in the game. And so it was really cool to see like his attention to detail. And like, it's like, if it isn't perfect, we're doing it over. Yeah, well, now you say that, it makes me think about what they said about Steve Jobs when he was building some of the early computers and how, you know, inside of the computer that me, you, a user would not see, he didn't like how it looked on the inside, how the organization was. And people are like, yeah, but the customer's not going to see that. He says, but I'm going to see it. I know sure. what it is, right? That, that's a special, you know, a special cloth to come from to, to approach life like that. You said something about consistency and you work with athletes, but I want you to look at this question from a perspective of athletes, but also professionals. Ben, it's always blown my mind how, let's look at baseball. I know you're a St. Louis guy and I'm originally from Michigan, so I'm a Tigers guy. But we always think about that player who gets MVP for, for two or three seasons. There's a guy that's hot and maybe he hits over 50 home runs and has over 120 RBIs, but then he, he disappears. But for some reason, Ben, why do we as a society, as professionals, even sports team, why do we not pay attention to that same athlete who's consistent? May not be an MVP, but guess what? They're guaranteed to bat around 305, 307 every season. Guess what? They have a strong on-base percentage. Guess what? They don't get injured. Guess what? They show up day in and day out. Yet for some reason, we don't pay attention to that man who has a longevity, consistency versus that person who may kick butt for two or three years, then disappear. Well, let's let's put it into a corporate uh, environment, right? So if I were to say, because this is really what you're saying, and I think so many of the listeners, right, they're coming from a corporate perspective, help this, you know, relate to me. I know there's a ton of athletes that you work with and are listening as well. But if we look corporately, I'd say, what career would you rather have? The career where for two years, you set the record in your company for sales. Like it was like, man, we set the record. Or would you want to be that guy or that girl who for 20 years, you just showed up and you made everybody around you better. You hit all the bells and whistles when it came to the trips and the accolades and the 401k matching. And you, you hit it all for 20 years. What would you rather have? We know what the answer is. But we've been conditioned to want almost this, this sexiness of, I want to be the MVP. I want my name in the brightest possible lights and just get me there. That only lasts so long. And you see that happen with players. So you talk about mental toughness. A lot of times when they get there, they become seduced by success and they can't actually handle the success. And then sometimes the success turns into trappings of life that take them in a direction that they never anticipated going because it got too big for them. Now, there are players like a Michael Jordan who can sustain that excellence over and over and over, the Kobe's over and over and over, but that's few and far between. We're talking about the greatest to ever do it. But I think most of us would rather say we'd want that consistency of doing it right for a long period of time at a high level of success, even if we never set those records. And that's where you have to define what is it that you want to do and how are you willing to show up with that great discipline that you've mentioned a couple of times now. Yeah, well, going back to being not being seduced by success and, and the consistency, I, I, I got to mention, I'm going to put you on blast for a quick second about you. 
doing that unrequired workout? Could you just break down and share with listeners what the unrequired hey, workout is? You're part of it. You've hit the unrequired workout with me, I think, about three or four times now. So I, uh, I appreciate and, and what every you're time, to Every time <laughs> I come home, my wife is like, you okay? What's going on? Why, why are you moving so slow? <laughs> <laughs> so... For me, and I don't, I don't recommend this to anybody, but I, I've got a, an old client of mine, and we challenged ourselves years ago now to, to put together this crazy workout. And essentially, it's 10 exercises. Now I've added a little bit of time to a few of the things here. It takes about 50 minutes to do it. But I've done it today, as of today, 1,117 straight times. So it, like I said, it takes 50 minutes from wall sits, to planking, to push-ups, to jumping jacks. To, I mean, it, it, it's a crazy workout, but it's full body. And Tony, like, I haven't been hurt. I haven't been sick. I got COVID, but I still did it with COVID because COVID didn't hit me too bad. I, I don't think it wanted to spend much time in my body because I just kept moving. But the reality was, like, I feel good. It gets my, my blood pumping. It, it gets my confidence going. So it's just become kind of a way of life for me. Now, I'm not saying to anybody, work out over a thousand days and don't take any breaks because maybe the body does need a break. But for me, I found for this part of how I show up every day, without it, I don't know where I would be right now, Tony, because it helps me push past the excuses because we all make them. But when we learn to silence that self-talk and silence our excuses, whether it's eating right, working out, reading, actually being present and focused with your family, doing the things that are important to you, that's when you see that significant change, when you're actually disciplined and doing the things that make you feel good, which cause you to show up in life the way you intend to. Yeah, I agree 100%. I'm blown away of your discipline and your consistency with doing that. You know, something we did around the same time together was was 75 Hard, which was an, which was an amazing program created by Andy Frisella. And I'll tell you from day one to day 75, I was a, a different person, how I showed up, how I, the conversations and the not the negotiations I was no longer having with myself. And, and that carried over. I want to rewind for a quick second. Cause you talked about earlier, you've been doing this work for 16 years and not being seduced by success. And I'll say, obviously you get into this phenomenal stage in your career, mental toughness has played a big role in that. So from day one of doing this work, when I remember you telling me there were times Ben Newman, who gets some nice checks today to do the work that he does, that he's earned, used to get paid with a cup of coffee. Uh, you, you, you'd be happy to get paid with a cup of coffee today. You know, these massive programs and organizations want you domestically and internationally as well. My hunch is part of that mental toughness is also having a clear vision for yourself in the future so in year four year eight maybe where you're not where you want to be you are continuing to go and not give up so let's talk about Ben Newman year three year four what allowed that mental toughness for you to keep pushing well you know for me it was always just the the vision of being able to impact other people and it really was this vision to impact a billion people you know people used to say like where are you going to take this I'm like oh we're going to impact a billion people. And I had people that were important to me in my life, Tony, they would push back. And that happens to all of us. when We have big goals and dreams. Like, well, that's not measurable. How will you ever know that? How do you even track that? And I'm like, I don't even need to track it. 
but it causes me to think so big that I'm going to show up every day and do what I need to do to keep honoring my mom, be an example for my family, be an example for the people that I'm blessed to partner with and work with every day. And it's kind of kept this fuel going. And I always say as a funny story. Let me tell this story real quick. I remember I was doing some work with a boxer who was at training camp and it's really hard. Like a boxer goes away to training camp. You're away from your family. He had a young daughter. He was struggling mentally and he called me, he's like, man, how do you keep it going? And I was like, well, I think about serving these billion people. And I said, I'm going to be sitting on a beach. I'm going to be 72 years old, drinking a Budweiser. I'm going to have this, you know, smoking this little cigar and this little bird's going to come down and the bird's going to wink. And the bird's going to be Jesus sending my mom down. My mom's the bird, right? To send this wink to say, you hit your billion people. Wow. And I remember I hang up the phone, Tony, and my daughter Kennedy, who was probably like four at the time, she's like, Daddy, don't you know that birds don't have eyelids? I was like, baby girl, this is my story. This bird has eyelids. And, and I think, you know, part of it, I love sharing that story because it takes you to like, you get to write your story. You get to have your vision. Uh-huh. Now, Kennedy was right. I guess birds don't, don't have eyelids. Maybe I didn't pay attention to school the way she does. But for me, I think it's important that you have a chance to believe what you want to believe and put your action behind those beliefs. Tony, I mentioned earlier, and you know I love you, man, because we got a strong relationship. It is iron sharpens iron. There's too many people trying to hold you back from being the person that you were destined to be in this life. you got to be careful these days because a lot of people don't want to support. They don't want to grow. They don't want to share advice. They don't want to help. It's all about this selfish, egotistical, let me get mine. And this is just, we could go off on a, we could do a third episode on that. It's just, Tony, it's so hard watching these people who aren't willing to give and love. And to me, if I help you with a question that causes you to not struggle with something that I struggled with or lost money with or made mistakes with, that's part of my billion. The billion isn't, oh, look at me. I helped every single one of those people. No, it's, hey, my guy, Tony and I, I shared something once. And he shared something with me, which caused me to catch a couple more people. And I shared something with him and caught some more people. And I just, I just think it's a wild world that we live in these days. It's a wild world. A couple of things. Uh, well, one, you were straight up from St. Louis because you said Budweiser, not Bud. And obviously, Bud Light's part of the same brand. But the king, the heavy yeah. stuff. For folks <laughs> who drink Budweiser from a different cloth, that's what my grandfather. Yeah, that, that, that's the real. That's different than a Bud Light, man. That's that's a meal right there. Why why drink an IPA? And you can drink a real deal Budweiser. You know, something else you do that a lot of people don't know, speaking of consistency, and we're coming back to kids in a quick second, and Kennedy is smart. I didn't know uh, birds uh, didn't have eyelids. Uh, you send out you know, to your clients and different people of your community a text message every single day, every single day without fail, even when you're on vacation like you are right now. And you know, I'm part of one of your group coaching programs. And one day you challenged the members of the group coaching program. And I remember this, man, this goes back to the billions you're talking about. And you said, you know, I know for a lot of you, I send out this text message every single day. And you're like, oh, well, big deal. Ben sent another text message, whatever. And you're not doing anything with it. But I can tell you, man, I get ignited by your text messages when I wake up every single morning and read them. Because to your point, you affect me with that message. And then that sets the tone for my day to positively affect my family, who they then affect, et cetera. So that that trickle down effect of what you're doing 
is so real. I don't think we realize the impact. When I say we, the listeners, everyone, the impact of our work beyond the direct person we're talking to. Because when I'm coaching someone, I uh, say a man, our work greatly affects his family, his kids, his community, his employee. It goes beyond this, that one person or that team we work with. So, so thank you for that. Thank you. Going back to mental toughness, I didn't plan on talking about this, but it's important. And I want to get your perspective because your kids are older than mine. I have six-year-old twins right now. And maybe you can tell us the age of your kids, but I'm curious your approach to instilling mental toughness in them as kids. So I'm curious, do you even have to do it so much because they see dad doing it every single day? So you don't have to say as much. I wonder if parents Going back to what we said earlier, if parents struggle because here mom and dad is trying to give these rules, do you got to do X, you got to do Y, you got to do Z, but then they're not doing it. How is your kid going to listen to you if you're not an example of it? So that's a long-winded way of, of asking how you instill mental toughness in your kids. Well, you probably will believe this. My, my kids are uh, 14. My son Isaac is 14. My daughter Kennedy Rose is 12. And, you know, we actually hire out coaches to help coach our children so whether it be basketball literally we they had training today and they enjoy it like we let them choose the things they want to do but i've found that even though this is the work that i do i'm dad i'm I'm their father right so like they they don't want me standing on the on the kitchen table giving a motivational speech or something that's gonna <laughs> empower them to be mentally tough you know they don't watch my videos they don't i'm, I'm their father And, you know, my wife, Amy, has been just the most amazing support you could ever ask for, never saying no to the crazy schedules, even when she was a VP at Anheuser-Busch and having a crazy schedule of her own. And, you know, now she's retired. But like the beauty is like I come home and she's like, honey, you need to take out the trash. Honey, there's dog shit in the backyard. Like there's responsibilities. So I'm dad when I come home. And And I love that role because they don't lean on me for these things. Now, I will share with you from a mental toughness standpoint, it is always rewarding when Kennedy says, hey, dad, I saw you doing your unrequired out the window today. You were doing it outside. Or they come down and they they come to the gym in the morning, down into the gym in the morning if it's a weekend, because otherwise I'm up too early doing it. And they see me doing like, so they know I'm do, I'm living what I say I do. And I think that's important. So sometimes it's the underlying stuff that doesn't need to be said. But I think as parents, if you're ever struggling, because I struggle with, like, why don't they listen? What? Like, don't they realize who I work with? Like, don't they realize the <laughs> sidelines that I stand on, the boardrooms that I get to sit in? And it's like, at the end of the day, I'm dad. And so I think as parents, we have to instill those messages. But I think most importantly, just like we want to be as a coach for somebody we're working with, we have to be an example. Be an example that like the things that you teach, that you preach, the way you show up in life is actually who you are under that roof. And so sometimes I think it's the silent messages that they hear that I hope they pick up on. It's not not anything that's orchestrated like, well, let me take you through the mental toughness playbook today. I mean, I don't think my kids would do that with me. They'd be like, Dad, we're not going through your mental toughness playbook. And so it's interesting, but I think it's our example. And then I I will tell you, uh, my wife, Amy, she's the one who it's just amazing how she'll motivate the kids for games. She'll get their heads on straight for games like they turn to her for it. So it's awesome because she's, you know, so detail oriented and and she locks them in in her own right. Yeah, I love I wrote this down. I'm dad when I come home. I like that. I think that's a really, really great reminder. And as you talk about being the example you know, it's interesting. You know, if you ever meet Ben, 
in person and you shake your hand, you better be ready to shake a hand because Ben's really going to shake your hand. He has some out of this world forearms and he is in, in phenomenal shape. But going back to being the example, you know what I'm blown away at? And, and you know, listen, I'll, I'll say out loud, maybe this is me being judgmental. So I want to just full disclosure, this may be me being judgmental, but specifically in the sports realm, Ben, I'm always surprised when I see people, some coaches working with professional athletes or collegiate athletes. As you know, I was a collegiate athlete, but I'm always blown away if I see someone working with collegiate or professional athletes and they're out of shape. And I wonder what kind of, what message, if at all, that sends to that student athlete or that professional athlete. Like, is it, does that athlete still have the same respect for this coach based on their knowledge, but does them maybe not being physically in shape, maybe give them some hesitations or doubt? Again, maybe I'm being judgmental right now, but do you have any, any thoughts on that? Well, you know, I think there's a couple of different ways that you can, you can look at this. You know, I, I have unfortunately heard from athletes. They, they will voice their opinion. They're like, man, like so-and-so will come in and speak and it just, it doesn't hit the way that it hits when you speak. Cause I can tell you worked out this morning. And it just, it is what it is. I mean, when you're in a room full of athletes, they want to know that you're getting your work in too. So if you are a coach or somebody who's in that space, I would just say, you don't have to get into the shape that I'm in or get into the shape of coaches who do the work that I do that are in way better shape than, I, than I'm in. But I think you do have to hold yourself to a standard or a discipline. So if you find that 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 maybe that fits you, go and let that be part of your story. Go get back into shape. Cause most of those individuals, Tony, I'll share with you, you know, you're a former collegiate athlete. You stay in shape. Some people who do carry a big message, their former, just go back and get, get back into your game shape or allow that to be part of your story. Hey, I'm going to challenge. I'm going into training camp with you. August is coming up. It's training camp month. Like I'm going into training camp with you. I'm going to drop 25 pounds. I'm going to drop 30 pounds. And I promise that coach, your message will be heard differently and you will show up differently in your life. And I challenge the coaches that I work with professional and collegiate to make sure that they're getting their workouts in, that they're doing the things they need to do. And I tell them your chest is going to pop different when you walk in with your athletes, because you're just going to know you're doing your work and your message is heard differently. And the message is received differently and the action the players take will be different because they feel like you're in the fight with them, even though you're not putting the pads. Yeah. Th thank you for sharing that. And uh, full disclosure for folks listening, listen, I've, I've had my ebbs and flows. This, this former collegiate long jumper and triple jumper uh, definitely has fallen out of shape uh, in time. So I, I know how challenging that can be at times, but you talk about standards, how, how critical having those standards are. And you know something we talked about <clears throat> in the previous episode, again, which is linked in the show notes is having the, you know, the standards over feelings. Ben, I want to, you know, we got to talk about this because I talked about this in the introduction to the show about your, your mental toughness forum. Uh, this is the first time you've hosted an event like this. And let's be clear, you, you're, you're not messing around. I mean, when you look at the lineup of the amazing women and men that are participating in this, it is groundbreaking. I mean, there are names and there's a link for you to sign up in the show notes. Do that right now. It's free. When I saw the names on there, it gave me pause because I was like, mostly a lot of these people, they do not do things like this. 
they don't do events like this, right? They're, they're getting that, that 50K or 100K to come speak somewhere. So tell me why you decided to do this mental toughness forum now and about how you were able to get people who typically say no to, to an, an online event like this to say yes to Ben Newman. Well, I, you know, I don't think they were saying yes to me. <clears throat> I think they were saying yes to probably the appreciation that we have for each other in our relationships, you know, like the forum that you run in the future, whatever you call it, just like you're speaking at this forum, I'll be speaking at yours. You know, I will always have your back. And I think it's understanding we're in the fight together, but also understanding that we're currently living in times in this world where enough is enough. You know, it's, it's enough racism. It's enough political turmoil. It's enough of media trying to convince us that things are a certain way. And I think it's an opportunity and everybody recognized we can help people take control of their mindsets through different stories, right? Because Charlie, who shares it one way, is completely different than how Andy Frisella and Ed Milet share a message on mental toughness. How Shante Lowe, an Olympian, right? Medalist, like four-time Olympian. And Justin Gatlin, gold medalist, even though both Olympians, they share different messages when it comes to mental toughness. So I think it's all different, but each of us, each of us has an obligation to help people realize you can silence the noise, you can choose how you show up every day, and we can choose to help empower people to not listen to the noise, but take control of the lessons that they teach in their house, especially the ones of what it looks like to get up off that mat of life when you've been knocked down to fight through adversity, because that's oftentimes when our greatest chapters are written. Yeah. And listen, again, go to the link in the show notes, sign up for this. When you see the names of all the speakers on there, it is just ridiculous. I'm honored to participate. Look, I've been successful in this career and I can tell you, I have received some text messages and some emails from people who liked me, but now all of a sudden like, yo, I saw you're participating in Ben Newman's mental. Now, all of a sudden oh, stop. I'm, at a, I'm at a higher level. No, I'm serious. People who are like, oh, I didn't know you. You ever, you, ever, you ever have those friends, Ben, that they're close to you and they know you, but then all of a sudden when they see you on something else, like, oh, oh, that's what, <laughs> that's what you do. No, seriously, I got some emails. I'm like, yeah, uh, yes, that's me. I'm participating and I'm fired. I up love it. Yeah, it's been huge. My, my, my last question for you, and I really appreciate this conversation. I'm having so much fun doing this, is it's an interesting one to end on. And I'm curious what you're going to answer is I feel like in the past year, I've seen a shift in you specifically from a social media perspective, your messages are always profound. And I'm not asking you to talk about any specific topic right now that's out there. But I've seen you shift from, I'll say you seem to be taking more of a stand these days, having more of an opinion on, on certain topics. I, I know in positions like you and I, when we're speakers and we're, and we're coaches and we go out in different organizations and as a guy who's been a journalist who very rarely would you ever know my opinion on where I, I stand on something or, or here, here's what I'm thinking. I've seen you kind of lean more into that in the past year. Has that been intentional on your part? And again, I'm not going to talk about any specific topic per se, but has that been intentional? Like, no, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say something about this or, or give my perspective beyond the work that I do. Uh, you know, part of completing 75 hard, I, I did something that I've shared with you and uh, everybody might find it helpful and you don't have to complete 75 hard to do it. But one of the things I did, I created what I called a never do it again list. 
And the never to do it again list is something I read every morning. And it's 14 takeaways of things that I was accepting in my life that were below the standard that like that didn't happen anymore. So now it's a never, like, I won't let these things happen. And one of them was to have a silent voice. Hmm. And I think it's important for all of us to recognize the lessons that my wife teach in our home are the lessons of the belief systems that are going to go out into the world. So if we're teaching racist beliefs, we will have children that go out into the world racist. And I won't accept that. And I think it's enough of, you know, whether it's racism or politics or these things, and we don't have to agree on everything. I'm one of those people, I can have a conversation say, I still love you the same, even though we disagree on certain topics, but people have to start taking responsibility for themselves, the decisions they make every day, and not saying, well, I'll wait to see what this person does or that person does. No, you have a responsibility, even if you're not a mom or a father yet, you're probably an uncle or an aunt or a godmother or a godfather. There's somebody who's watching how you show up and you owe it to them to be your authentic, transparent self. And I've just been encouraged from my coaches and through reading, be authentic, be transparent, and don't have that silent voice because great things don't happen with a silent voice. Great things don't happen with a silent voice. You've influenced me uh, by seeing how you show up. So I want to say thank you for that. I want to say thank you for including me in the Mental Toughness Forum. I'm honored to do that. I can't wait for folks to see that video. Your, and your your message is fire. You guys are absolutely going to love Tony's uh, message. It is I'm, just I'm, awesome. And, and hey, Anytime you get to hear his voice, I mean, it's still that, it's it's that TV voice. It's voice. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate that. We I talk a bit about allies and how important that is. I can't wait for people to see that. But I thank you for taking time on your vacation to record this. Sign up for the Mental Toughness Forum. Everywhere you can find Ben Newman, it's in the show notes and the links. Go say hello to him. Ben, I can't thank you enough for being being a, a friend, being being a coach and being so many different things to me, man. Thank you. Well, I love and I appreciate you, brother. And we're, we're just getting started. The best is yet to come. Thank you for being part of the forum. And thank you for having me back for another episode. Yes, sir. Wow, I just loved. And I mean, I just love that conversation with Ben Newman. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Don't forget right now, head on over to mentaltoughnessforum.com. Once again, mentaltoughnessforum.com to sign up for this free event from August 2nd to August 5th with phenomenal names to help you level up and improve your mental toughness. This is great for professionals, great for athletes. If you have kids, it's amazing for them do watch and listen to as well. You're going to be so thankful, so happy that you signed up. Hey, if you haven't followed or left a review for the Antonio Nev show just yet, please do so right now. That's how we spread the word. Hey, I'll be coming back to you real soon with another episode. Until then, I want you to know that the best thing has not happened to you yet. When you work and you believe believe that the best is ahead things begin to change for the better never forget you have a say in this